0: And tonight on PM Express, a conversation about the much-anticipated election in Asin North. Why has it become such a hotspot? Well, if you have followed conversations and controversies around how we have traveled to this point, you will appreciate why all the big political couples of both the NPP and NDC are there to ensure their candidate emerges winner. So, just by way of refreshment and background, the Asin North District is one of the 22 districts in Central Region. Originally, Part of the then larger and first Asin North Municipal District in 2004, southern part of the district was split to off create the uh, present Asin North District in 2018. Remember, it was created to, uh, it it was splitted to Asin North, Asin Central, and Asin South. Now, if you look at the capital town, it's Asin Riku, and in the last election, this is what made history in the Asin North elections. And people say, will that play again, especially when we have an NPP candidate also coming from asinbreco We will see how that pans out. But it has a population of 80,539. Let's look at how the um, political history has been over the period. So we start from 1996 and NDC won with 63% of the vote cast uh, against the NPP, 34.7%. Then Kennedy Japan... Started uh, representing the NPP, and then you see that the uh, the fortunes of the NPP start started rising. So it started in 2000 with 56.6% for Kennedy Japan and the rep for the NDC 39.7%. Same in 2004, 58.6% for Kennedy Japan, uh, coming down to 36.5% for the NDC. Um, the NDC candidate. If uh, you come to 2008, Kennedy Japan also again polled 55.1%, even though it was lesser than what he polled in 2004. He still stood by the uh, 50, uh, 50 over 50 margin and gave the NDC uh 42.9% of the total vote cast. That was in 2008. Now, look at uh, how things unfolded. In 2012, actually, when the thing was split into a central, a sin north, and a south, then the NDC was fortunate to win the elections with Samuel Ambri with 51.6%. You, you can see that it was since the split that the fortunes of the uh, and the NPP, uh, I mean, came down in 2012. And then in 2016, it got it again with Abena druwa Mensah with 56.8% against 39.2% for the NDC now in 2020 then James Jackson came around James Jackson beats.
1: wake up people you are optimizing every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation sleep number smart bed it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night sleep next level only
2: from sleep number the queen sleep number 360 c2 smart bed is now only $8.99 plus special financing ends monday see store for details wake up people you are optimizing
1: every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation sleep number smart bed it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night sleep next level only
2: from sleep number the queen sleep number 360 c2 smart bed is now only 899 plus special financing ends monday see store for details
0: Abna Drowa with 55.2%, leaving here with just 44.8% in 20 election. So these are the three candidates who will be vying for the uh, parliamentary position in Asin North Come Tomorrow. And the contest, I must say, has been between these two. Charles Opoku is representing the NPP. And I told you already that Charles Opoku is also from Asin Brico, uh, james that's is from asin Breko, and in the last election that played a big role and so the question is will it replay how is it going to uh pan because both of them both candidates are from the same uh asin Breko. bennis and your name is representing the lpg we haven't heard so much of her but earlier we heard the uh, LPG candidates, Akbar Lu, saying that he's confident his candidates will win. So just by way of introduction of who these personalities are, Jim Kwesin is the one representing the NDC. He's 70 years old, and I told you his hometown is Asin Biriku. He's former MP for Asin North because he won the 2020 elections, but the Supreme Court declared his position null and void, And it says it's because he violated Article 92, Clause 2A of Ghana's constitution. So that case is currently under trial. And, I mean, leading up to the elections, we heard how the court said it was going to do this on a day-by-day basis. We heard all the responses that came from all quarters. Now, this is uh, the NPP's candidate, Charles Sopoku. And he's representing the NPP. He's 40 years and his hometown. Asin Bureku. So this is where the history is going to be made. Asin Bureku, and he is the new face of the NPP. Uh, Look at how the Global Info Analytics polls has varied over the period. It started with fifty-seven percent for the NPP and declared thirty-eight percent for the NDC. In fact, it says the NPP was going to win the elections but and then it said there will be 3% undecided votes fast forward to june 11 70 57% came down to 53% and 38% for the ndc went up to 42% leaving us with 5% undecided votes and then it came to june 18 now 53 went down for the npp to 50% and NDC's votes went down by 1% to 41%, leaving us with 7% undecided votes. In June 20, 20, uh, On June 26, which is today, it says that the NDC will pull 47% of the votes, leaving the NDC with 46%, and then we have 7% undecided votes. The NDC has been accusing the NPP of vote-buying. This is what the outcome of the global analytics um, research uh, is. So it says 78% of the uh, electorate say they will accept any money that is given to them by any candidate and vote for that candidate. 16 percent says they will accept and vote against that candidate three percent says they will reject the money and vote against and then three percent again says they will reject the money and still vote for that candidate so this gives you a picture of how vote buying is actually playing a central role in our election we saw that in Kumeu. we are seeing that also in the upcoming election in Asin North. How is this going to play out? Uh James Jachukwaisen uh, is actually uh having to deal with a court issue and we had the president this week talk about I um, mean and I want to quote him said we vote for people to go to parliament to work. How can he work from prison? So don't vote for someone who will end up in jail. Vote for someone who can work to improve your life. James Datukwitsin comes in to say that narrative by the president is a lie. That's his response. And you heard the former president, John Mahama, also say that Joe Datukwitsin will never go to court. So tonight, our focus is going to be the much-anticipated as North elections. When I return from this break... I'll be having a conversation with my guest, Mustafa Gmande, his Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. Henry Nanabwachi is a national organizer of the NPP. Professor Said Dou, who is head of Polka Science Department at the University of Ghana will also join this conversation dr cojo company asante is director of advocacy and policy engagement and they are observers they are usually on the ground as i speak with you he's on the ground he's observing things for himself he'll be sharing some information with us regarding this election coming up tomorrow let's have a conversation after this break (laughs)
3: your luxury what if you could enjoy ultra luxury in the environs of Sakumono what if you could have a share of affluence all to yourself step into our five-bedroom executive Ohima Suite or our four-bedroom Oyster Asantua space or our four-bedroom plush Kukua unit and discover a whole world of possibilities it's not just a building it's a promise of a dream come true Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though we were going to occupy them ourselves. Reach us on 0553-662-366 or 0544-2994. Ah! Crazy, pa! Wash. All of a sudden, your voice is different. And when you try a call... <laughs> Uh, ba bring me the honey whiskey. <laughs> you know the one? Black rock whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near dear Frau. Black rock whiskey is strong. Now to taste me a smooth and it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> ba man! <laughs> bring my friend one black rock whiskey! Black rock whiskey blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Bah Black Rock Whiskey Can the a is smooth no? Drink responsibly Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age And not recommended for pregnant women This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA Say
4: Research has it that malaria is one of the most deadliest diseases in this part of the world. So, whenever you're feeling cold, feverish, nausea, or
0: fatigue, get tested. If it is malaria, do not worry, I have good news for
5: you. Luna, Luna, let's all come back. Luna, Luna, Luna,
3: remedy is lonat. Therefore, we're gonna use lonat to recover. You have malaria? Yes, please. Are you shivering? Yes, yes. You got chills? Yes. Take yes. lonat. First day. Low-nut. Low-nut. Take lonat. Second day. day. Lonat. Take lonat. Third day. Low-nut. Low-nut. Take lonat.
5: Malaria spread
0: of
3: Lonat scatter scatter malaria. Lonat It is scatter malaria.
0: A quality product from Blaze GVS Pharma. <laughs>
3: That's true.
5: It can store a lot of water.
3: That's so true.
5: Wow. It has a walking surface on it. hmm That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That
3: is so true, my daughter.
5: When it falls down will spoil. That's
3: not true.
5: But why? Wow. Why?
3: of building prosperity for africans
0: if you see what the sfts appetite has managed to do to date it's commendable job it's tremendous improvement and yes building the vision is possible and i think uh, uh, as africans the continent we are set for that and why are women being left behind you know we did uh, a study a few years ago that showed that africa was losing Close to $90 billion a year as a result of gender inequality, as a result of not empowering its women. Joy News goes head to head with international actors on the sidelines of Avery Exim's annual meetings in Accra. Africa's prosperity. This week on Foreign Affairs. Okay.
4: When we finish school, mm. we go and sell bread. Sometimes it was and sugar, okay. Saint Louis sugar, uh-huh. and put a lie. I know Saint Louis. It was in a box. Yes. Yeah, I would go and sell, and come home. And most children okay. used to sell their mother's ways after school. Yeah, after school. How is life
0: without public attention? You are in your corner. Nobody is looking at what
4: you are doing or not doing. When he was vice president, I only use motorcade when I'm going out of a car. Okay. Most times I used to die myself. But was there a
0: time that you, you told him to actually pull out, resign? Many times. Uh, and let's have uh, a... Many, miss- <laughs> many times. Many times. <laughs> Do you miss him sometimes?
4: Of course.
5: I just called to say I love you.
0: He used to sing, sing to, to used to sing to Oh my god. 9pm on the Join <laughs> News channel. Really? What are writing me? <laughs>
4: I was writing in Loveless. We are very romantic. That's on the 11th to the 18th of September. We are expecting 100 people and already 48 is gone.
7: The team at Adansi Travels Limited are planning a tour of Europe as part of the travel agency's 10th anniversary. Gideon Asari started the business. come to like traveling himself. So when he returned to Ghana, he reached out to his friends and started to work towards establishing the travel agency.
6: I realized that a lot of the case studies that was being used were not being done in Ghana. And so um, personally, I didn't want to believe that the problem was with the markets. I, I I thought that problem was a product. So,
1: not traveling because they were- Wake up, people. You are optimizing every waking hour of your life. From carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between, you have to get sleep in a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number smart bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements. Learning how you
2: sleep so you learn to sleep better. Night after night. Sleep next level. Only from Sleep Number. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is now only $8.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. See store for details wake up people
1: you are optimizing every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation sleep number smart bed it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night sleep next level only from sleep
2: number the queen sleep number 360 c2 smart bed is now only $8.99 plus special financing ends monday see store for details Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of your boat cruising along the intercoastal. And there's the sound of the prop hitting a really big rock. And now the sound of waves, because the engine stopped. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles and home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers. At the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen clicking. With savings on top brand appliances, like a new LG Counter Depth Max refrigerator with ultra-large capacity on the inside and a seamless look on the outside. Or an LG oven with built-in air fryer for crispier, healthier cooking. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online at the Home Depot, your innovative new appliances are just a click away, too. Get special buy savings, plus up to $1,000 off select kitchen appliances like this exclusive LG kitchen package at the Home Depot. We're not getting,
6: we're we're not making the agents, we're not making the travel easy for them. Adansi
7: travels on the Joy Business van this Wednesday on TV, radio, online and on ground. The Joy Business van, powered by Joy Business and supported by Echo Bank, the pan African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today?
0: Welcome back to PM Express. Let me welcome you, gentlemen, on uh, PM Express. We have Professor Saidu Alidu. he's head of Political Science Department, University of Ghana. Uh, Mustafa Bande is the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. He's joined us. Uh, Dr. Kojokonkne Asante will be joining us uh, shortly. Henry Nana boache would also be joining us. Let me begin with Mustafa uh, Bande briefly. How has the campaign uh, been so far? Hello? Hello? Mustafa, how has the campaign been so
8: far? The campaign has been very smooth, very successful. Um, the atmosphere here is very calm. We have wrapped up all campaign activities. Uh, tonight, we're just uh, busy deploying um, our workers to the various polling stations. And I think that uh, coupled with the wrap-up, uh, security meeting that we had with the Inspector General of Police. Uh, the conversations that ensued that meeting was quite successful. Um, we have agreed on a roadmap to come and meet each other halfway for the purposes of obeying the rules and then to have a violence-free election. What is very important and key is that um, the MTC have understood that uh, the atmosphere is so clear that the NDC will not allow any form of intimidation. Uh, they also We also understand that they won't also allow any form of intimidation, and so the two of us would have to raise our hands in the space for the police to work and to ensure that there is a, um, a peaceful election. I think we have all agreed as political parties that these elections to be very peaceful and for me that is uh, a success already mm-hmm. as far as the exercise is concerned.
0: Let me pick your thoughts on the, uh, the GEO poll, uh, the polls that was run by the info analytics that the NPP candidate Charles Opoku is winning. As of today, uh, it puts uh, the NPP's uh, win at 47% and puts yours, your candidate judge at 46%. How do you react to this?
8: Well, um, polls are very good. They are scientific. But uh, over the years, rules have not actually been accurate, and this is a by-election. We believe that we are ahead in this election. We know that we are contesting with government, government with state power, machinery, and all of that, that we believe in the credibility of our candidate, the work that has been done so far. We we do not also underscore the fact that, um, I think is predominantly an NCP. Uh, a zone, but not with as if it's a stronghold. The the president, Akupado, won the the last election ahead of His uh, Excellency John jamani Muhammad. The equating came as a neutral person and raised the bar. And so, if you look at what they're taking him through, the persecution, the attack, to the extent that the president himself has to come down into the gutters to politicize the matters in court. For me. The people will reject the MPP's offer and go for this equation. So yes, the pools are okay, but they don't represent 100 uh, uh, percent reality on the ground, particularly where you have a case that, that the people have told you that they would take the money from government, they will tell them that they will vote for them, but the day they wouldn't vote. What happens to that? I don't think that those individuals would have given the staff such information. But you've heard voters actually giving you their plan, what they intend to do. There are people who they have passed to their rallies and all of that. But these people come back to say, look, we know what they are taking our brother to. We wouldn't vote for them. So we are confident that tomorrow um, the NDC will take a victory which will score a one-goal uh, for the NDC and a zero for the NPP, as they also support in Kumau.
0: You keep on accusing the NPP of vote-buying. Do you have evidence?
8: Um, yes, we do have evidence, because they, they've done so uh, uh, in Kumau. They've done so here. Tomorrow, they, they intend to repeat the same, but our vigilance will be so clear. Now that we have both agreed that we won't be busy dealing with security matters, we will concentrate on the quality of finishing the election. One of the things that we're going to pay attention to is the issue of vote by if things want to be sharing money in public. It's one of them. Uh, uh, we have several evidence to it, uh, but this one speaks volume to the issue. He was in public sharing money. He is just manifesting what we've been saying, that these governments have hundreds all the limited resources that we have in this country to come and engage in vote buying in a by-election contrary to their claim and, and, and appealing to this, the, the country that they don't have money. Where did they get all this money from? Particularly when you are engaged in projects that have never been reflected in a budget. If you read their budget from 2017 since they came, I think Not have never been in their budget. So how come suddenly Asim Not? is attracting expenses without being captured in the budget. So that is evidence of vote-buying. They also said that they said they have bills. I said, if you come here, you will whip, because they've actually billed it in a ditch. And when it rained once, it was a pool. You saw the Vice President having to use his official shoes, swimming in the lake, in the name of science, and after seven. that in itself is a shame. You see? So the NDC is going to
0: win tomorrow. Let me bring in Henry uh, Nana Boachie into the conversation. Uh, Nana, welcome to PM Express. How, is your candidate uh, confident of victory? And uh, what do you say to the uh, the poll by Info Analytics? Um
9: am um, good evening, Aisha. Uh, Um first of all let me say that the MPP is ready for the past 14-15 days um, we have waged an effective campaign we have gone to every community our candidate is very popular I recall that uh if i'm if i'm mistaken you can correct me aisha this is not the first time this um info analytics group is putting together a pool in a single i think two weeks ago or some few days ago i also read one and at that time i think we had not yet elected our parliamentary candidate and so the Results uh, indicated that uh, Mr. Kuisine was going to win. And then I indicated earlier in my um, interview with some other media houses that this Charles Opoku young man is very known because of his philanthropic nature. Um, He is from Asimbeku. His mother is from there. His father is from there. He went to basic school there. He went to secondary school there. He's not stayed away from the constituency. So I said that he was very popular. And I can say that for the past 15 days, um, possibly coming from behind. And I myself, I know that he's winning. I don't need any um, rules to tell me that. Charles Obuku will go tomorrow's elections. Ha,
0: has the NPP actually campaigned vigorously? And some say, Nana some say the NDC has done far more than you have in that constituency in terms of campaigning uh, towards this election.
9: Hello, well, I don't think so. Um, what any person can allude to is the fact that they are presenting the same person. So if you have somebody who was on the ticket of the NDC in the 2020 elections and that person is um, being repeated by the NDC troubles like, uh, troubles hovering around his, his head and they an intend to bring the person back, I mean any person will say that that name
0: Uh, I think there's a, a terrible connection there. Let me bring in Professor Ali Duseid. What do you make of the last-minute projects being commissioned? Are they truly vote-buying gimmicks? All right, so we'll try and bring uh, Dr. Ali Duseed, uh, Professor Ali Duseid. But let me uh, pose same question to you, Dr. Uh, Kojo Asante of CDD Ghana. Uh, Are they vote-buying gimmicks? Because we're seeing last-minute projects. In fact, the NDC says it's acts of desperation. Are they indeed vote-buying gimmicks?
7: Yeah, good evening, uh, Aisha. Uh, Sorry um, I couldn't join earlier. Uh, I I missed the first part of the question, but if I understand correctly, you were talking about vote-buying and uh, encompassing the abuse.
0: And, and the fact that uh, the NPP is actually, uh, you know, taking up a number of projects in the last uh, minutes, uh, the last period towards this election.
7: Yeah, I mean, if if, if you look at the definition of uh, uh, incumbency abuse and vote buying, uh, in a sense, there's there's nothing different from what uh, what is what is happening, what happened in Kumehu and what's happening now and what's happening with uh, many, many by-elections. Almost the incumbents always take advantage of, of this process to speed up projects that they might not even have money for or they might not even have the allocation for. And there are consequences to it because, first of all, they, it creates a, a, almost like a, a gimmick for um, you know for the whole process of democracy increasingly citizens begin to see these things as just uh tricks that you know politicians use to try to gain an advantage in an election and and completely you know undermine the essence of 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 fair competition uh and democracy and already we are struggling with you know people's confidence in, in in democracy when people talk about it oh, let Maybe our MP should die, you know, so that we can have a by-election and therefore we'll get development. When, you know, it's, it's said in jest, but it, it, it tells you that it completely devalues a very, very important exercise, civic exercise, in terms of citizens being able to choose, you know, their leader. I mean, but one could say that, you know, after all this, the citizens will still make their, 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 their choices. But there are many implications for... Uh, this type of incumbency abuse and and buying you know that, that that is always going to you know hit us back uh if we continue down this path and uh, unfortunately it just needs clear regulations as to the parameters for for doing these kinds of things
5: mm.
0: uh, Doctor something you you've been on the field and i i Want to believe that tomorrow you would be observing all that goes on? What can you say? I mean, the atmosphere. What can you? What have you picked up so far?
7: Well, I mean, there's you know the, the rhetoric uh, and the campaign, the tone of the campaign, and so on, uh, basically reflects the high stakes uh, elections that it is because for both uh, for both parties. Uh, it is some sort of a popularity contest. You know, people want to be able to signal uh that they are ready for election twenty twenty four. Um whether or not it has any serious implications on the uh, the you know the, the dynamics in Parliament, I'm not quite sure because you know it's still going to be a hand parliament and and you know always trying to get the numbers is going to be difficult. Whether with this equation on one side or the other. So that, I don't think that's the point. I think the point really is about the incumbent trying to signal that it is not lost yet, uh, that it's still strong and it's going to be competitive in 2024, and for the opposition to also signal that it, it is ready and and it's already popular uh, as a party. So for me, going into the election tomorrow, it just means that the referees the Electoral Commission, the Ghana police service, the media, civil society, we have to be on top of our game because every single misstep will be dramatized and heightened and will be blown out of proportion. And that can create or trigger, you know, things that might not be pleasant. So uh, it's very important how we deal with things like the, you know, the the correction of mistakes on results sheets, which became a problem in the 2020 election, for instance. You know, what is the, the, the standard process for correcting mistakes? That should be something that should be... Uh, everybody should have a clear understanding of it so that there is no sense of, oh, somebody using one discretion or the other. You know, so these little things... important because as for the the vigilance i think both parties will have their strongest teams there to watch every process so i don't think that is a problem i think the important thing is that the referee has to be very clear decisive and accurate in applying the rules and we need these little procedures that sometimes require discretion uh something that the electoral commission should Properly brief all his presiding officers, so that there is clarity, you know, among the stakeholders as to how to deal with one of these little, little things. Mm.
0: But, but Professor Ali do I say political scientist, uh, what's your reading of the race so far? What way is it leaning towards? Hello, Prof. Prof. Ali Desaido, can you hear me? All right, so I'll I'll bring that back, but let me go back to Henry. Okay, so we have Ali Desaido on. If you can hear me, I'm just uh, picking your thoughts on where this election is leaning towards as a political scientist who's been monitoring uh, events. There seems to be a problem with connection. Let's try and get him back. Nana Boache, um, in the last few uh, days, we had the president uh, say that James Jackson may go to jail. You are a lawyer. Isn't the president going ahead of the court? Is that not even contemptuous? Hello, Henry. It's Nana Boache on. bring right, let's bring, let's bring uh, Professor Sedu uh, I hear he's back on the line. Prof, as a political science uh, scientist, I, I wanted to pick your thoughts on where this election is leaning towards. I know you've been monitoring events from there. Well, there's a, there's a problem with connection right now. Prof, can you hear me? can you hear me
6: yes I can hear you
0: right so my question is uh, what your reading of this election is I mean where is it heading towards
6: Okay. I thank you so much I think it's a very critical democratic dependent election and and there are a lot of circumstances that may influence the rather closely contested by election that we having in Atacen North. And first of all, you are looking at the, the national context and the number of seats that both the NDC and the MPP share in our current parliament and its implication for the conduct of government business. So we know both the NDC and the MPP have the same number of seats, equally divided. And that has a lot of implications on the ability of the governing party to conduct a lot of government business moving forward. So the ability to snatch this seat from the NDC will increase the numerical advantage
1: of the MPP in the conduct of government Wake up people you're optimizing every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation sleep number Smart Bed. it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better <sighs> night after night sleep next level only from sleep
2: number the queen sleep number 360 c2 Smart Bed is now only 899 plus special financing ends monday see store for details.
6: business and for passing very critical legislation in the in the in parliament. So this is a very important background that will make both the NDC and the MPP do everything legally possible to be able to win the ASIN of seat. But when you move from the national level and look at the constituency specific dynamics you tend to see that the assent of constituency is a string constituency like i believe most of my colleagues have already spoken uh today that in 2012 the ndc won both the parliamentary and the presidential elections in that constituency and in 2016 it changed the npp won both the parliamentary and then the presidential and in 2020 there was a split ticket the ndc won the parliamentary and the npp won the presidential so this has actually made the constituency a single one. It can go either way, either for the NDC or for the MPP. And, and basically, if you look at by elections and generally national elections, the context has always been, or the democratic dependence element has always been speaking to the capacity, the capability, the competence, and the expertise of the MP and the parties on whose ticket is going to contest. And the kind of development projects it can bring to the constituency, the kind of uh, national development activities it can bring, and the kind of representation that it will provide for its people. When you look at this particular election, there has been a little bit of digression from the main focus of, from the main issue of development-oriented, capacity-enhancing quality of representation in parliament, to a level of appeal to psycho-emotional issues. So you have seen the NDC speaking largely to sympathy and for the constituents to look out the kind of troubles and trauma that has been caused uh, uh, the Grayson and be more sympathetic to his, to his cause. The MPP is bringing a discourse of somebody who is jail-bound. You know, criminal prosecutions is being to preferred against this candidate. What's the guarantee that if you vote for him, he'll be there for you? So there has been a level of digress in, in political discourse to either win sympathy or to create fear and, and get each of these sides' win. So basically the issue has to do with appeal to to emotions and even the use of propaganda to be able to sway undecided voters in a highly swing uh, uh, constituency. But out of these are still people who are floating voters. If you look at the previous elections, for example, in 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 the last election that we had, about 5 electoral areas voted for the NDC in 2016, but also repeated in 2020. If you look at the same election, about five ten electoral uh, areas voted for the MPP in 2016 and 2020. So, those 5 electoral areas have always been what? Very loyal. There have been cases where in 8 electoral areas the 2016, they voted for the MPP, and in 2020, they shifted a bit towards the MPP. So there are still a high level of what? Floating undecided voters. And you have a situation like that. The tendency to appeal to them, either in monetary terms or in overnight development projects, is very high. Some of these people are very rational, and most of them will look at the collective benefit of their constituency. And, and look at the party that can bring them development, or that is bringing them development, and vote for that party. Swing at the last minute. Others will look at the very smaller, personalized benefit that will come to them, handing over of uh, uh, freebies, money, uh, 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 what farming equipment, uh, fertilizers, and all those things. Can swing voters at the last minute. But I said the most important factor I wanted to consider. Is the Breku factor? Breku has been the capital town of Western North, highly developed. It has 13 polling stations, and and in spite of all this, they have never produced an MP. So the ND, the MPP's MP, parliamentary candidate who had come from that town, was Apia a Kubi, and he lost in 2012 in the general election and in 2016 in the pri- primary. So James Kuei has been the first uh, parliamentary candidate to come from that particular constituency. So a lot of people think that the attempt to prosecute this guy is an attempt to do harm or is being done by the enemies of Reku And for that matter, uh, they are not happy with it. So over the years, this thing has, the Reku factor has come in very strongly. And the MPP has been very smart this time around. They also picked their candidate from Beku, so this has actually, this has actually tightened. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear, Puff. Yes. So this has actually tightened the news of the competitiveness to almost uh, 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 either way round, either the NDC or the MPP. So my best bet is that it will be very difficult to predict this election. But what is likely going to do the trick is the level of voter turnout. It depends either the NDC or the MPP and their ability to prompt and get people out to vote. From now up to tomorrow up to midday, they should be able to get as much as possible their strong and uh, their list to support them go out and vote. That voter going to be the bigger decision. If you look at the People data analytics sorry it says the difference is just one percent different, and one percent in an election like this can either be influenced by voter turnout. Sorry, can it be influenced by voter turnout? So my best bet is that they have all done their best. NDCM people they have campaigned, they have sold their messages, they have uh, uh, sold their candidates, they have promised people things, they have referred to history, they have referred to trajectories and, and appeal to emotions. But what's going to do the trick is how they are able to get their people out of foot from mm-hmm. now up to the day that the polls will close tomorrow.
0: I'm happy that Professor Ali do say they talk about the uh, court issue, which many have associated with uh, the fact that the NPP is actually playing that game to uh, muddy the waters for the NDC. Now, Nanabuachi, the president this week uh, spoke about why the actual question will go to jail as a lawyer? Isn't the president going ahead of the court? Isn't that even uh, contemptuous?
8: <clears throat> I think that maybe you have not carefully assessed the content of that footage. I was positioned right beside His Excellency the president when he made those comments. In fact, he had premised it comments on the fact that Mr. Mahama had earlier on stated on one particular platform in the constituency that the MPP had turned the courtroom into a political arena and and that we are rather manipulating the court. So Mr. Quixin's predicament is as a result of the manipulation by the MPP. This, the president is of the view that is quite unfortunate and the, the former president should know better because the former president has been president before and under his watch he appointed an attorney general who also prosecuted an MPP MP after he had already um, um, been slapped with you know some civil proceedings already right and then subsequently, when the court had ordered that um, his name be expunged from um, the names in Parliament and that fresh elections must be conducted in that constituency, and then again, he was made to face the criminal aspect of the entire um, um, issue. So the fact of the matter is that under you, President Bahama, Honorable the Ramani Sakande was removed from Parliament, fresh elections were conducted in that, and then subsequently, Mr. Ademud secondly, was jailed. And then the former president on that platform also said that there are still people who even vote for this, whether he's in prison or not. So the president said that. That's not what the people want. And that, why would they want for somebody who is on his way to prison? So he has premised all his comments on what the former president has said. So it is it is not correct for people to just take him out of context. No. So I think that the president has said that. And indeed, it is quite unfortunate. I mean, and the former president on every platform he mounts, every opportunity he gets would want to buy masks. The judiciary would want to bastardize the judiciary. That is very unfortunate. And for me, as a former president, you should be one of the most important personalities to safeguard our democracy. So if you have a former president who is always badmuffing the judiciary, who is always you know bastardizing the judiciary, then that is quite unfortunate. So His Excellency the President had promised his comment on what the former president had um, said. On the platform,
0: I think in Asim could or Akonfuri. No, 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 Mustafa yes. Bande uh, is on. Mustafa, you keep accusing the NPP of bringing facts into a scene, uh, North uh, so that they would just create confusion. But honestly, do you think that you've campaigned vigorously enough to secure a win for your candidate? Do you even believe that he will re enter parliament?
8: Tomorrow. The, N- the NDC will retain the seat for the vulnerable, the situation to go back to Parliament. What is more important is that we have done a very committed campaign. When my brother and our son, he touted too much influence, and popularity. Uh, I see the MPP is popular and I think not. they are not. So they would have to go and borrow someone's popularity. The young man they presented on their ticket, <coughs> who they claim was born in a Bregu, all these years, is not a voter in that constituency, so there's no loyalty and commitment. Number two, what is more worrying, and I'm heading talk about. Uh, president Mahama, you know, the coaching the president. I believe that we in the NDC are not more worried. The people in the judiciary and the judges who are sitting on this matter should be more worried that you have a president who have moved a trajectory that better thinks and compromises the integrity and the independence of the judiciary. To the extent that the president finds ease in politicizing issues in court, to the extent that the president will predict the verdict of court, and he is the head of the executive arm of government, in itself demonstrates what the suspicion has always been that each particular president intends to compromise the independence of our state institutions and also influence the judiciary. Um, I believe that if there is any president in the history of our country who have ever scandalized the court, it is his excellency Nana If there is anybody whose entire governance is a huge threat on our democracy and the progress we have made as a country, it is Nana Akupuadu and his government. And so my brother should just take responsibility of the president's preposterous post and apologize to the people of this country because when you have a president seeking to take revenge of different facts of issues, uh, 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 thinking that it will give you the same verdict, that deletion is warrant. The fact that our brother, senior brother, the late, may he still rest in peace, Abu Sakande, went to prison on the same issue or issues relating to uh, uh, dual the It's not the same, you know, the same facts of issues as they are taking to to demonstrate in the case of the situation. And so, they should not be doing that. The situation is a citizen of this country. He qualifies to contest an election. He won. The Supreme Court have nullified it. The government seeks to persecute him. They have done so and failed willfully. The people still love him. And so tomorrow, we believe that they will reject oppression. Tomorrow they will reject injustice. Tomorrow the people of Asinot will reject vote buying from my brother Nanabi. Tomorrow the people of Asinot North will reject a populist government. Tomorrow the people of Asinot North will reject a, sta- a president who makes unstatement-like comments and go for justice and development.
1: Nanabi will agree wake up people you are optimizing every waking hour of your life from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do meet the next generation sleep number smart bed it effortlessly adjusts to your shape position and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night sleep next level
2: only from sleep number the queen's sleep number 360 c2 smart bed is now only 899 plus special financing ends monday see store for details
8: they don't have boasting rights when it comes to uplifting the standard of living of the people of Muslim They have never mentioned that in their campaign. That initiative still- came for.
0: Pune Asante, are you worried that this uh, whole election campaign has been reduced to criminal trial, Uh, not uh, talking about policy issues, the economy, it's just this trial which is leading campaigns towards tomorrow's elections? Are you worried? Hello, Dr. Asante?
7: Are you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm worried about the turn of events, uh, particularly, you know, the focus on the independence of the judiciary uh, in this in this fight. I, I really hope, or I wish that the president had taken a different tact uh, to to the issue. I mean, I understand the context as uh, described by uh, Nana you know, uh, in terms of the response to uh, Mr. Mahama. but I think that he could have just said, "Well, yes." Fine. Uh, This matter, uh, a similar case was presented and the person went to jail. But as he had said in the past, I don't interfere with, you know, the work of the judiciary. And the person would have his day in court and whatever the outcome, we will know. So rather than say, well, you know, the person uh, uh, might be going to jail or things, I, I really think because it, it, you know the, the, there's a bigger conversation around this constant accusation of you know against the judiciary, um, and and we really it is a conversation that beyond us North, we have to have and have early, because if we don't get uh, the habitat, you know if the, there's a see a huge public perception of the habitat. Or resolving conflicts uh, someone that is by us in elections then we're going to have a problem in 2024 so it's not just to we don't have to wish it that way uh, if people keep repeating it yes you can you know flag and say well the person keeps saying it but I think that it is something we have to have a conversation and that also there's a new Chief Justice who was uh, you know uh, supported by by both parties in Parliament it's an opportunity to get to the bottom of the matter and try and redress this because otherwise we throw away all our conflict you know, resolution mechanisms and come the time where we need cooler heads and people to respect the rule of law, we might not have any habitat of, 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 of trust for us to rely on. So uh, I am worried beyond that saying I'm just worried that it's taking that turn. But as I said, as for, the I say, North Matter, uh, politics always local. And at the end, you know, there are all those dynamics that uh, Professor Alidu has talked about, uh, the turnout, even the youth turnout, because you also remember that we haven't had any voter registration since 2020. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of young people who have turned 18 that are not voting. So what really is going to be the, the, the demographics that are going to vote uh, tomorrow. So there, there are interesting things. It's going to be close. And that's why I, I have said, Aisha, that for me, the role of the Electoral Commission is going to be important. Mm. Because every every vote will be scrutinized, you know, how you deal with uh and, 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 and interrogated. And so,
0: it, it's actually... Yeah. It's an election that we'll be monitoring keenly because he certainly will make a statement in Parliament. And, of course, where to stay for all of that is on your election headquarters. We're starting from morning till the polls are over and then results are declared, when winners are declared in the Asin by elections. My name is aisha Baim. Enjoy the rest of our programs. <laughs>
5: Daddy, this tank is big!
3: Yes, that's true.
5: It can store a lot of water. That's
3: so true.
5: Wow! It has a working surface on it. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: That's so
5: true. I can see Mm -hmm. Mm S-I-N-T-E-S. Syntex.
3: That is so true, my daughter.
5: Right,
3: it's father into
5: spiral. That's not true. But
3: why? Whoa. Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double-layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven
6: years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank.